This is not an expert podcast. I just get licks and cuddles, and I'm like, yeah, no, that's what I expected. Or in Pancake's uh, case, anti-cuddles. I get, I get evil <laughs> stares from across the house. Yeah, exactly. You get, you get wayward looks in his direction. I was looking for him because he was over here until recently, but... Well, I think he's scared of that box. Oh, no, he's right there. Sorry. Oh, there oh, he's dead God. asleep, you guys. That's pretty cute. I actually hate it. But Why does he have to cute. be so cute? Don't let him he's hear adorable. that. He's yeah. adorable. Don't let him hear that. His ego is unchecked if we, te- if we say that he's cute. It's in already his unchecked. <laughs> he's crazy. It's pretty unchecked. He's the only cat that will walk up to the other cats expecting them to clean him. <laughs> yeah. That's how I know he's the most egotistical of all the cats. You know, the best the part? Other ones, he's probably not even asleep right now. He's faking <laughs> yeah. this so we can he hear says, more stuff. What up, what's up, bitches? I've been here the whole time. He understands us. He just wants to hear more compliments about himself. We don't have them. No more compliments for Ponky. You're evil. Oh, yeah. He's so evil. Asleep in the corner. (laughs) You're the cutest evil I've ever seen, but you're evil. He's so cute. Ashlyn was like, he's so handsome. And I was like, don't fucking, I can't hear it. Like, even though we were working definitely (laughs) out of earshot of Pancake, I was like. You think that. He has a bug on all (laughs) of us. We can hear. Yeah. He he's hear. spying on us. He's definitely spying on us. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how he walks around, just strutting his stuff in the way that he does. Ugh. He walks around like he owns the place. And he kind of does. you know he he's not does. even a year old yet? <sighs> that's crazy. That's crazy right? to me because he's yeah. huge. He's so big. He's so heavy, too. How, how mm-hmm. many years do they grow till? Two years? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It, um... It drastically slows down after one year, mm-hmm. but technically they're not full grown until about two years. Hmm. Same with most dogs. Yeah. Like yeah. most dogs, it'll drastically taper off after a year, but like they still grow into what, their when's second his year. Mm-hmm. birthday again? I don't know. Um, when did we get him? Uh, he was born two weeks before you guys brought him to my office, right? Or something like three weeks before you guys brought him to my office? No. Um... He was born like four-ish weeks before then. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I just remember you talking about him before mm-hmm. that. That's what it was. Okay. Well, we had kind of brought him up, but we didn't say um, for sure that that's like what we were doing because we were trying to keep it a surprise for you, but also like a surprise cat is probably not the best idea. I mean, it's a great idea for me, but like I also didn't want like any sense of obligation yeah. just imagine how different he is now like when you guys first brought him to my office like how cautious he was like walking around oh and he, um, was, he was scared of my shoes because they were so much bigger than him I like know, right? he fit in the palm of my hand and i, like, I have massive hands the Dude, day this guy is so big now we got him was august 30th so he's so, so he might be a year he old. He actually yeah. is probably a year old at this point. I think so. Here's kind of what happened. I know that we lived in this house, but we hadn't for very long. The day after Pancake was born, because I had to go out with to dinner mm-hmm. with our previous roommate who shall not be named, and that we had already moved into this house, and at that dinner. One of my coworkers brought up that just the night before, the lady who works beneath them um, 
their cat had had kittens. Yeah. Like just the night before. And so I know that that was either the week of July 20th last year or the week after. Because we had like just, just moved into this house. Mm -hmm. I feel like he's been like the connection between Jack and UA. Mm. You know? Yes and no. I mean, I think that they were getting along for sure um, before he came along. But now, like, anytime they start to get into a scuffle, Pancake's like, what? What's up, guys? He just runs right in the middle. What's going on, huh? I I want to know. Are we fighting? He doesn't even know they're fighting. He's like, are we playing? Are we having a game here? Let's go. (laughs) Is this a game? (laughs) That's so interesting that you guys play with your claws out. That's awesome. I think this guy's going to be bigger than Thomas O'Malley. That's Probably true, because um, Thomas O'Malley, truthfully, is not that large. I think Jack is technically larger than Thomas O'Malley. Thomas yeah. O'Malley mm. is our neighborhood cat who we named Thomas O'Malley because Thomas O'Malley is the alley cat. <laughs> I haven't seen Thomas O'Malley in a minute. I yeah. saw him in, um, not our neighbor, like, on this side, but one house over from them. Mm, okay. um, I saw him in their yard, like, last week. It's probably just, like, too hot. Well, I wanted to go out and be like, hey, Thomas O'Malley, but like a little girl was out there petting him. And I was like, that's probably not like the most appropriate (laughs) for me to be like, here's what we named this cat. And also, uh, he's mine. We're going to take him home now. Like, you know, probably not the most appropriate situation. You get in your car, drive off. Goodbye, little girl. It's been real. (laughs) And it's actually their cat the whole time. (laughs) Just just take their cat (laughs) in front of them. They're like, what the fuck? That was what ours. just happened? <laughs> His name's not even Thomas O'Malley. It's like, I don't know, <laughs> Ginger or something Ginger. stupid. Something stupid for an orange cat. Some stupid name. Ginger. <laughs> like, where did you even oh, get that Lord. from? They've never seen the Aristocats. They actually boycott Disney. His name's As Told By and his last name's Ginger. Mm. You lost me there. As Told By Ginger. It was like an old, was it Nickelodeon TV show? I have no idea. Oh, my goodness. No, no. <laughs> I didn't even have... You guys had cable as kids. I didn't have cable. <laughs> Maybe that's why, though. It wasn't It, we was, it was a cable show. We were too busy watching the good shows. We were too busy watching the on-brand television shows. <laughs> I thought, that, I thought that was on-brand, was it not? I don't know these things. Yes, I, I see As Told by Ginger. What is it? It, it, he's, no, he's right. It's a Nickelodeon It was on show. Nickelodeon. Oh, this is the pre... Is this not the prequel to... No, it's just the same animators as the Wild Thornberries, I guess. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. No, I have no yeah. idea. Yeah, because at Wild Thornberries, I definitely it's knew. Look, so I know. I know. This what is absolutely the Gunger. same animators. Oh, as it the definitely Wild is. It definitely is. Yeah, I, I think I kind of remember this. Now that I'm seeing don't, it, I vaguely remember Don't patronize it. me. I know you guys have no idea what it is. <laughs> Listen, I'll be I honest, I don't know what it is. I just know the name. When we had like a Comcast outage or something and I was forced to... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was forced to watch, you know, PBS at night. I was night. forced to watch, you know, the, the common people's TV. The common folk TV. It came on right after our Antiques Roadshow. Did you guys not? <laughs> oh, I watched the Antiques Roadshow and I fell asleep during it every fucking time. That's why you missed As Told by Ginger. It was always right exactly after Antiques right. Roadshow. Listen, what, I what hated Antiques Roadshow. What network would both of those television shows PBS. be on? PBS. I was going to say TLC. <laughs> now it is. 
Um, do you guys remember TLC? I have wanted to rewatch Trading Spaces so badly. I forgot about that. Show. Trading Spaces. That's what Ty, what's his face, started on. The carpenter there. He went to Extreme Makeover Home Edition. Ty Pennington. Thank you. Boom. Um, I was gonna say like Ty Benedict or something. I was gonna say like Ty that. Carpenter, but mm. that was very wrong. Ty. The Carpenter. That's his whole last name. The Carpenter. <laughs> the Carpenter. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Trading Spaces. I've been really wanting to like re-binge that. And also, What Not to Wear with Stacey London and Clinton Kelly was my shit. I loved What Not to Wear. Now, all the stuff that they tell people, you know, not to wear are probably like in style. And all the stuff that they're telling people to wear are probably pretty out of style. But I still want to rewatch it. Just look at what what fashion was back in the day. Back when we were kids, because middle school fashion for a us. A nice tapered pants. Holy shit! It was uh, weird. A nice button up shirt with blue flames. A yeah. black button up shirt. <laughs> you hit me <laughs> deep right there. You hit me kids. deep. My favorite was the <laughs> the short sleeve with the long sleeve yeah. under it. Mm, mm. I still rock that style. I just make it by myself. Yeah. It's uh it's homemade now. You I used to rock the. the uh, store. I used to rock the the short sleeve and then the longer short sleeve under it, mm, but mm-hmm. it was fake. So you could like, if you pull it up, you could see it was it was just, it was one shirt. It was That's just how, in. that is the epitome of fashion right there. I used to, um, let's see, I had little little boots with Tarzan on the side that I thought were the coolest. I still do. Get me a pair of those boots and I'll I'll wear them. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of like other really notable fashion moments i had a broncos cheerleader dress that i wore all the time i know michael is nodding his head in approval because he loves those denver broncos he bleeds, you guys get paid manning for five years orange and blue we deserved him we really did you guys needed you guys needed a super bowl we win. Needed you, got a, something. you got one brock osweiler wasn't getting us there tim tebow wasn't getting us there so we needed someone i'll be honest i completely forgot the tebow years oh, yeah. of the broncos because i was like I immediately, I was like, I blocked that those out. out. <laughs> yeah, just like the Bible. That was a um, terrible time for football. <laughs> yeah, it was, um, but nobody minded him kneeling. That was a respectful silence. That was a, that was a, a kneel for God, okay? In this God-fearing nation. One yeah. nation under God. Under who? Sorry, I don't know him. One nation under God, very divisible. Yeah, <laughs> extremely divisible. <laughs> very little. Especially when it comes no to justice. skin color and anti-justice for all. <laughs> One nation under God, very divisible. Lack of justice no liberty for all. And no justice for Rihanna Taylor mm-hmm. for all. That hits. Have you seen that like Canon Taylor thing circulating where people are mm-hmm. like, well, what about him? He's this little kid who was also killed unfairly. Um, but the person who killed him got arrested and sentenced. And so people are like, that's not really an apt comparison. Um, He was a little white kid who was murdered. Again, not rightfully, but the person who murdered him was jailed. Mm. And so people are like, that's not really like a great comparison to Breonna Taylor because her murderers are still definitely out, like walking walking the earth. And did you hear that one of those cops, his wife, like, posted um, photos? I think they were, like, down in Florida or something for a fucking beach vacation or something dumb. Oh, I did and see And people that. were onto her. They were like, hey, fuck you, bitch. And she was like, this has ruined my life. And people were like, I'm sorry, what the fuck about your life? Nobody you, you gives get to a breathe, fuck right? about your life. 
Nobody gives a single fuck about your life. Yeah. Uh. Um. Anyways, so depressing news cycle as usual. Yeah, we're just living like the. This is dark times. This, these are like, what is the future going to know this as? Well, listen, one bright spot in the world right now is that in quarantine, Taylor Swift released this really beautiful album. Um, it was, uh, it's a very somber, chill. I've made you all listen to it countless times. My Tears Ricochet is... Beautiful you know. number. I thought I was gonna catch you when I came up to the garage and I was like, Have you heard Taylor's album? And you were like, Listening to it right now. And I was like, Damn it. I came down the morning, like, I'm gonna get Megan with this. She doesn't know. know yet. Oh, I knew because she only announced it one day prior. But that really has been a bright spot. I appreciate Taylor Swift for giving that to us. Um, she did inspire my topic today, um, because yeah. it is a Megan topic. Um, if you don't like Taylor Swift, know that you don't need to turn this off. It's not going to be about Taylor Swift. And also, if you don't like her, how about you just do? She's really good. Her music is awesome. You're not gaining anything by not liking it. You're actually losing out on a lot. But if you still don't like it, um, then uh, just let people enjoy things anyways. As long as you're not against people liking her, then I guess I have no issue with you either. Um but now I'm gonna dive into our topic. Yeah. That was a seamless transition. That was, Easy. That was like seamless. It. Just to, just in case y'all missed it, because we haven't said it yet. Welcome to Not an Expert Podcast <laughs> once again this week, with What's your that? hosts. My name is Kevin. Uh, and Megan. This is Dev, and it's your boy Michael. And like we already said, it is a Megan episode. She's got a cool thing for us in store, and I'm just excited to dive in. Yeah, so um, articles have kind of been popping up left and right about Taylor Swift's um, album. Her song, Last Great American Dynasty, Dynasty, mm-hmm. uh, has been making headlines because it was based on the former uh, owners of her uh, house, her little beach house in yeah. Rhode Island. She has a little Rhode Island mansion on the beach moment. I always picture her like, you know, wrapped in one of those like really warm blankets and just staring off onto the coast. And mm. that's her life now. It's just getting to contemplate her, I mean, everything, really. I feel like that would all be in black do? and white, too. Mm, mm-hmm. I would love to I'm be on the beach. I'm extremely jealous of it, I'll be honest yeah. with you. Um, but uh, the former owner of the house that Taylor Swift now owns uh, was a woman named Rebecca Harkness. Mm-hmm. Um, she was a socialite. In the early 1900s, she was born in 1915. Uh, she was actually born Rebecca West. Um, my printing didn't do great, so don't stare too long and hard at that. Um, <laughs> That's going on the Instagram now. <laughs> it, it does seem uh, that her... It's really your computer's fault, Michael, actually. It's, was, it, was it my computer or my laptop? Your laptop. I, Michael, that, that's what I thought. You know, it's always your fault. Mm. That is normally <laughs> what I like to think as yeah. well. I'm the, I'm the um, evil pimp in the dreams, and I'm the evil printer. You're just evil. That's I'm it. just evil. Just evil. Sorry. So Rebecca West um, <laughs> was born in 1915. Uh, she was born in St. Louis to a pretty wealthy family. Um, they're, so basically, her whole life is chronicled. My understanding is in this book uh, called... 
Blue Blood. However, I was like, oh, I'll buy that book. Like, that definitely seems like something that would be up my alley. I enjoy reading, yeah. you know. Um, it's on sale for $200. Um, so <laughs> I guess it's... A, yeah, so I guess oh. it's out of print. Yeah. Um, they, uh, yeah, I guess they aren't printing it as much anymore or at all. Um, and so they can justify selling it for $200. So I did not purchase that. Uh, and instead just you know, really went down the rabbit hole in multiple websites. I found um, her obituary, uh, which we'll tackle last, of course. But um, basically, Rebecca Harkness um, or Rebecca West uh, was married, I believe, three or four times. Um, her first husband was, I believe, not overly... Um, Let's see. She, he was not overly notable. Um, oh, three husbands. He was a... Her first husband was a photographer. Um, that ended in divorce. Um, to address her childhood a little bit, her parents, as a lot of wealthy parents are, were fairly absent. Mm -hmm. um, they handled... Or they, they hired a nanny, and the reason that they hired this specific nanny for her was because the nanny had had experience working in mental hospitals. Yeah, and they, like, listed that as the reason. So I'm not sure if Rebecca herself was overly troubled or if they just wanted somebody with, you know, a lot of grit or what, but... Um, I wonder if they, like, hired the nanny when she was, like, a baby, and they're like, our kid's probably going to have issues. Is it someone who's worked at a mental hospital? <laughs> yeah. Or, like, maybe they had, like, one bad episode as a kid, and then they said, fuck it. Let's get a nanny who's worked at mental hospitals. Like, like yeah, let's just... You know what? Let's get a nanny who's seen everything so no matter what she sees here well and the other thing is um she she did attend like boarding schools um oh she was born in st louis i should say that yeah um okay. her her dad i believe oh her grandfather founded the union trust company which i don't know what that is but i assume trust uh funds a lot of wealth management, that type of thing, which means that they also became wealthy. Um, she went to, it says finishing school, but I believe that that's just boarding school. Yeah. Um, yeah that's what I think it is. In South Carolina. Uh, apparently, uh, other alums, I'm reading this almost word for word from the article, uh, were the Roosevelts and the Ouching Clauses. I don't know who they are, but I do know who the Roosevelts are. Um, so it's definitely like a predominant, you know, yeah. she, she clearly grew up privileged, but then also had absent parents and money can't buy the, uh, stability that comes from active parents mm -hmm. in the household. So, um, let's see, she did enjoy it. It seems like she kind of had a penchant for mischief. Um, she ran with a group of girls. They called themselves the... Bitch pack, uh, bitch. Oh yeah, the bitch pack, which I love. I want to brand yeah. that. Get that tattooed yeah. on my shoulder. Yo. Get it tattooed on my forehead. Get a necklace with <laughs> bitch pack written hypey. on it. Like in yeah. the 1900s, to run around and be like, we're part of the bitch pack. Like this. I mean, I personally really respect it, but of course, back then that was not viewed well. Imagine yeah. you're walking down the streets and someone's like, "What set you claim, bitch pack?" 
Yeah. Just throw up gang signs. like Throw up peace signs or something. I don't know. Throw up middle fingers. That's it. That's very bitchy. That is that's very bitchy. bitchy. That's bitchy. That's bitchy. Yeah. This is a P? No, this is a P. BP. BP. Oil company. <laughs> BP. And then you start an oil spill in the middle of the ocean. And then nobody even punishes you for doing that. Bitch pack? Yep. BP. Um... Anyway, so she she liked uh, kind of pulling pranks and stuff. She was a mischievous kid, and that kind of grew with her into adulthood. I personally think that that's a lot of, like, character. Um, But, of course, I mean, it's kind of interesting. A lot of people were drawing parallels between uh, Rebecca and Taylor Swift because Taylor Swift, like, no matter what she does, she's kind of damned if she does, damned if she doesn't. Um, and Reputation, her album was a lot about that, that like, no matter what she does, she's always going to be portrayed in somewhat of a negative light just because she's a female and females aren't supposed to be living as empowered as she does. Um, and it was the same with, uh, Rebecca, like basically born a decade earlier, but it's the same story. Like if it was a boy doing it, people wouldn't think anything of it. They would look the other way. But since it was a girl, um, I guess, uh, so an example is that she put mineral oil in the punch at her sister's debutante ball. She dyed a, it's either a cat or a pig. I read both. Um, green. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she had a fish tank filled with whiskey. I think she just had a fish tank. I don't know if she had fish living in that because obviously that's a terrible idea to have fish living in whiskey. They would like die instantly. Die pretty <laughs> she, quick. Um, she cleaned her swimming pool uh, with Dom per- per- Perignon. Dom Perignon. Yeah. Um, like the whole thing. And so, I mean, like she's known to be a little bit eccentric. But again, I think that like... For the most part, that's mostly funny. And if a boy were to do that, nobody would think anything of it. Um, so anyway, she had three husbands. Her first husband was a photographer. Um, she said that she married him because she had nothing else to do. That's also how I like to describe my first marriage. So I definitely get that. Um, but it ended pretty quickly. So her second husband, she was already a divorcee, which even now, I mean, I can tell you that that's pretty stigmatized. Um, but back then, especially anybody, um, anybody who is anybody definitely was seen as settling if they married, you know, a divorcee. So her second husband was a standard oil heir. His name was William Hale Harkness. Um, she did have one kid, I believe, with her first husband, so not only was she a divorcee, she was also a single mother. So a lot of people kind of um, snubbed her. They were like, what is she doing with him? Um, Taylor Swift kind of goes over that a little bit in her song. Uh, this is just a more elaborated history of yeah. the things that she goes over. But um, a lot of people were really, uh, they felt like he was settling, which he didn't need to because he was a very wealthy. Yeah, um, Standard Oil was he? huge mm-hmm. huge company it got split into like two or three of the modern day companies we mm-hmm. know well and i mean oil i mean anything in oil we already know is big money yeah, pretty sure oil makes Exxon money yeah out of standard oil um but anyways they got married anyways which you know obviously that's the right thing if you yeah. love somebody however um he passed away 
I believe it was a heart attack, but I'm not sure. Uh, but basically, they weren't married for very long before he passed away, um, comparatively. I want to say it was like 10, 15 years, but mm. that's not an overly long time considering yeah. how young they got married. Um, but she started really... So there's a difference between coming from wealth and being like an older, wealthy family and being like a socialite. Um, and so prior to that, she had definitely been well off, but she wasn't really regarded like in newspapers. She wasn't really seen as like a social status symbol, anything like that. Um, so when she married William Hale uh, Harkness, she had more money than she'd ever had before, obviously. Um, I mean, the equivalent of, like, billions nowadays. Yeah. Um, and you'll see the, the stuff that she does is extremely extravagant. Um, so, I mean, she has more money than she really knows what to do with. But um, basically, she was all of a sudden, like, in the headlines. She had to pay. Well, didn't have to pay, but her behavior was a little bit more public. Um so she was on, she was in vogue. Um, let's see. When she was in vogue, <laughs> the caption, I guess, read, A young woman with a surprising range of interests. Mrs. Harkness is a sculptor, a musician of professional standing, a skier, um, and an active supporter of many charities. Uh, the main thing that it seems like was constant through her life was that she was really into uh, the ballet. So she became an investor um let's see there's the robert joffrey company which is now known as the joffrey ballet neither of those names mean anything to me because i don't know much about ballet but she was an avid investor um she was friends with salvador dolly mm, um interesting. so uh yeah i mean she is definitely she was just put in like a different different league she threw a lot of really pretty rowdy parties um, <laughs> at her house, which, of course, um, people didn't like. I'm just imagining didn't like. <laughs> the parties from The Great Gatsby. Mm-hmm. Like, well, Great Gatsby it was is, in the 1920s. It's actually, no, so literally in this article um, says their Rhode Island estate uh, was the site of many um, Gatsby-esque parties. That's interesting. Oh, snap, so, Yeah. <laughs> They, they literally make that comparison. Um, yeah. So man. it does look like her husband passed away in 1954. Um, so they got married in 1947, and he passed away in 1954. So I was even wrong about the 10 years. Um, they were not married for very long. Um, but once he passed away, I don't know if it was just to kind of feel, like, productive or fill some sort of yeah. space. She installed eight kitchens and 21 bathrooms in her house <laughs> which is just like a is little bit over my head kitchens? i can't even comprehend that you know what? today i'm gonna cook in this kitchen um how big as, was her house to well, do she that had staff that's true why would she have, she would probably had eight different staffs for each kitchen so she had multiple houses so this one was her watch hill compound which my understanding was more in new york mm -hmm. um and then her rhode island estate which they named holiday house yeah um was not the one that they made all these additions to so it's not like taylor swift is living in a house with like 10 kitchens or anything the fact that they called one a compound and their smaller <laughs> one is an estate yeah like what the frick um, but, uh, let's see, 
Oh, it looks like she hosted um, a ballet workshop for dancers. She became an investor in the Robert Joffrey Ballet. Um, It does seem like there were creative um, differences. Um, And so she ended up starting her own. It seemed a little messy. So I didn't quite understand everything I was reading. Mm -hmm. But my understanding is she was initially an investor. And then her and Robert... Um, Joffrey. Wait, that's his name, right? Yeah, Robert Mm -hmm. Joffrey went off to start their own company. He was Mm -hmm. like creative director. However, she wanted more creative input, and since she was the money behind it, um, or maybe this is before they started their own. I think this was with his own uh, company. Mm -hmm. She wanted more creative input, and he was like, no, like, thanks, but no thanks. She was the money behind it, though, and so... They wanted to kind of appease her. Um, but midway, they were on an international tour. And halfway through that, she took basically, she had all of his dancers um, that she was sponsoring. And halfway through that, she said, you know what? I must start my own ballet company and replace all of the dancers that are currently touring with my own dancers and have them finish out the tour. Um, which was devastating because that was people losing a lot of the money that was coming in for them. That was the entire ballet company losing that money uh, in addition to um, Robert Joffrey. But anyways, it's it's a little messy, and so I'm not 100% clear that that's what happened, but that's the impression that I got, Um, which, listen, I love a messy bitch who lives for drama. She was like, you know what? I am the money behind this. Send your people home. I'm going to go ahead and replace it with these people. Um, yeah, I thought that was funny. Um, let's see. She invested a lot of money into the Harkness House, which was the one in New York. Oh, Harkness House was actually the name of her ballet troupe. Um, and so she invested a lot of money into that because she wanted to restore um, the grace and elegance of dancing. Uh, basically, she spent the... 2020 equivalent of 86 million dollars on Harkness House just yeah. on that ballet endeavor. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, crazy. Oh my god. So she's definitely a patron of the arts. She believed a lot in it. Um it does seem like maybe she was speaking out of turn cuz as far as it, nowhere I read said that she had any sort of dance training, mm-hmm. any sort of like anything like that. Obviously you see that she had um musicians like training but nothing as far as dance goes and so it's obviously without being there it's hard to um tell uh whether or not like what she was saying was right Mm -hmm. or whether it wasn't but anyways um she died in 1982 and her ashes were put in a two hundred and fifty thousand dollars uh, dollar jeweled Salvador Dali urn. He made an urn, and her uh, her daughter I think joked after the funeral. She was like, "Yeah, it's not all of her in there. It's literally like probably a leg that fits into that urn." <laughs> um, so the rest made it into, I guess, in a an expensive bag. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was a Gucci. It says Gucci Gris- Gristetis. 
Uh, listen, all I know is it's not Ziploc, so it's fancy <laughs> as far as I can tell. You, just, you said a brand that none of us have heard of, which means yeah. it's very fancy. It sounds yeah. fancy. I don't know. Kevin's Googling it it's now, probably something so he'll you be can't able even Google. to enlighten us. Like, you need a separate, you need a rich person internet explorer. I tried to, yeah. I really tried <laughs> to, um... Like, learn as much as I could mm-hmm. uh, about this. But honestly, everything is so nuanced that yeah. happened in her life. Um, we're going to start talking about her kids after Kevin enlightens us on what a Gristetis bag is. So, Gris, I'm not sure how you pronounce it, Gristetis, Gristides, something like that. Uh, it's a New York City-based chain of supermarkets. Oh, hey! So, it basically is a Ziploc bag, from what nice. I can tell. Nice. That is funny. Wow. Okay. To say it's like, oh, let Listen. my ashes in a Walmart Ziploc bag. Although, Listen. this could be a totally different Gristetis. Who knows, really? No, I would be more inclined to believe that it is that way because I know a lot of times. Oh, sorry. I know a lot of times, um, like, ashes are just in a plastic bag until you move them to something yeah. else. Like, which makes sense. I mean, I'm fine with it. I'm dead. What do I care? Um, okay, so she had, I'm trying to find where it says how many kids she had because her kids are very interesting. Um, they mentioned her. So I found the New York Times obituary. Um, it was written in 1982, um, which is when she died. It looks like she died of cancer. She was 67 years old. Oh, it looks like, man, (laughs) I got it really wrong. She stole a neighbor's dog and dyed it green. But then it says, allegedly, if it, or it was a cat, if it matters. So (laughs) which one was it? A pig, a cat, a dog? I don't know. I don't know. Why would you specify, allegedly, if it matters to anybody, it was actually a cat. So yeah. I wrote dog, but you know, whatever your imagination wants to it think. Really it was, it was an animal you want to go. That people have as a pet. It was something. Um, but uh, oh yeah, so the 1988 biography of Harkness titled Blue Blood, written by former New York magazine editor and Vanity Fair contributor Craig Unger, um, reveals the whole thing. Um, but I found it literally for like $200 on Amazon. So how many kids did she have? I believe that she had three. Let me get to the right page. I'm sorry. I should have organized these. Yes, there were three. Um, her son, Alan Pierce was convicted of murder. And initially that's where I was going to go for this week's episode. Cause I was like, forget Rebecca. Let's focus on the murderer. So kid number one murder. So he's the one that was a product of her first marriage. Um, I'm sure that his life was filled with instability, and I'll dive into that um, a little bit more with her, um, her with her daughter or one of her daughters. Um, but uh, he basically, I thought that he was going to be really interesting, um, and it turns out that he just got into a bar fight uh, and killed somebody. Oh, and sure. so it's not. Mm like as interesting as you want it to be Uh, a lot of times crimes of passion but especially drunk crimes of passion are just not as uh yeah they're just not as interesting as you want them to be there's no like long story or anything and i couldn't really find many details aside from that to be honest yeah um but his name was alan pierce um her daughter terry i don't know if it was her she had two daughters and i don't know 
which one was older than the other. Mm -hmm. uh, but her daughter, Terry, uh, gave birth. It, this just says she gave birth to a child who died at age 10, which is true. Um, it was a, her child was severely disabled. And apparently Rebecca was fairly cavalier in regard to the child. Um, I believe I'm not quite sure if it was Down syndrome, but she was frankly cav cavalier. She wasn't compassionate or very grandmotherly yeah. and so that led to a really estranged relationship with terry mm -hmm. her other daughter edith died of suicide after many attempts um she committed suicide by ingesting her mom's pills yeah. um yes and Ooh. so basically what that kind of gives a window into is that um rebecca harkness was severe was very, very medicated, um, which, I mean, again, she didn't have a great childhood either, and then she was put under a ton of pressure, and so I don't want to be entirely unsympathetic to her either because I'm sure that she was struggling with her own things, and a lot of times, especially around the 60s and 70s, there were not support systems, especially for women, mm -hmm. um, and even now, there's not really support systems. When it, when it came out, came out that yeah. I went to therapy, my whole family was like shocked and they were like, oh, we don't really talk about that. Like, you know, yeah, it was just like a very taboo thing for me to be open about. Um, yeah. And so I can definitely understand the mindset and I could not imagine, I tell you guys this all the time, but I could not imagine if I was famous, I could not imagine the headlines that would be written about me or my past. Like, because I've, I mean, I've struggled through my life, as have most people. Mm -hmm. And imagine having the worst things just written about you. And not even necessarily true things. At least you could handle if they were true. You could be like, well, I mean, I did that. But, like, just fake things. And I think that that's definitely something that Taylor Swift has had to deal with. That's something that Rebecca Harkness has had to deal with. That's something that so many women, it's a tale as old as time, have had to deal with. Just having the worst speculative tales written about them. Um, but, uh, anyways, I wanted to, I guess, leave off. Oh yeah. Her family was described as rich and emotionally frigid, which isn't fantastic, uh, as far as describers go. I guess that's where the nanny came in at. Yeah. Um, yeah. All I would say about the, um, about the nanny is that she had worked at a, uh, an insane asylum. So that like the that's the only quote is everywhere you would see like oh she worked in an asylum asylum so we we hired her like that's it that's the only thing you would see. Um, All of this history written about her is just painted in I feel like such a negative light. I'm glad that you said that because um, now is a great time to jump into the New York Times obituary this is what i wanted to end on um yeah. so the new like york times the only the only facts that we really heard about her was that her nanny worked in a same asylum and then they mentioned three facts about her kids that were all negative one's a murderer one committed suicide and then one had a kid who died which by the way isn't a like, biography there wouldn't of a person be any incentive <laughs> yeah for the people who are writing the headlines to post anything good right none of the accomplishments right that's not going to get them. Well, it's a biography. Well, and truthfully, like, though, like, let's talk about there were accomplishments. I mean, she invested a large amount into ballet. She was very yeah. philanthropic. Mm -hmm. Philanthropic. 
philanthropy. Philanthropy. You were right, philanthropy. She was, yeah, so she was very invested. Yeah. Um, I Everything I read was definitely colored through a very negative lens. Um, I was shocked to read this obituary. This was written in 1988. Mm-hmm. Um, the New York Times, basically they took all of their print headlines or all of their print articles and they scanned them in so that way me uh, could read them <laughs> on... Uh, and at the time, by the way, Blue Blood was selling for nineteen ninety five. They printed that nice ad in there for me as well, and I was like, <laughs> "Thanks for letting it, me know." They <laughs> the publishers for it too, right? Hmm? No, nothing. No, no, no. I was gonna say, but yeah, go ahead with the obituary. Yeah. So, um, it looks like here. I'm just trying to pick out like a few really. There's so many things. I mean, this is multiple pages long, um, but there's so many things that really were terrible. Oh, um, Rebecca's younger daughter, Edith, a failed suicide who had spent many years in in mental institutions, took only her mother's pills. Uh, Seconal, Nembutal, Valium, Haldol, Librium, and various painkillers, 40 vials in all. Damn, so yeah, that's a, a lot of failed suicide, I feel like, is a terrible way to paint somebody. Valium was just something you gave to people for them to just, you know what? Nobody else around you wants to deal with you. Take this and everyone will be happy. Mm. That's what Valium was. Yeah. yeah. It just makes kind you Kind of like lithium yeah. where it numbs you out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very similar um, to, like, strong painkillers. The very next sentence is, Alan Pierce, uh, Rebecca's son by the first of her four husbands. And that's not true. There were th- there were three. There was a life partner that she had. Um, but that's an interesting thing that yeah. I'll get to in just a moment. Um, but it says that, by the first of her four husbands, was unable to be present, convicted of murder in the second degree, um, he was behind the bars of a Florida jail. So, let's see. Um, How many years did he get? Does it say that? Uh, no, it doesn't. Uh, honestly, all of that is just kind of conjecture yeah. anyways, because you could be sentenced to um, like 19 years and stay in jail for like five yeah. or you could be sentenced mm-hmm. for life but then have the possibility of parole and get out in 15 yeah. like let's see let's see oh her so her final lover husband type person uh was very very gay um they were life partners they stayed together basically from um he was 25 years younger than her um, and they stayed together through her death. Um, so they were together for a really long time. It was her longest union. Um, his name was Bobby Seavers. Um, he, so it says, Bobby Seavers, Rebecca's lover, 25 years younger than she, and a self-declared homosexual, pronounced her children the most worthless, selfish, useless creatures I have ever seen. And then it says in parentheses, Mr. Skivers had a stunning way of placing himself squarely in the sentence or in the center of every sentence he utters. He appears to believe that Rebecca's Hark- or Rebecca Harkness's death happened more to him than to her. Um, 
the next sentence says, if I report on the demise of a multimillionaire patron of the dance dry-eyed, it is because I am confident in the belief that nothing we say about the dead can prejudice the defense or tip the scales of judgment. Um, I myself wouldn't give the time of day to anyone who cleaned out her pool with Dom Perignon, put mineral oil uh, in the punch at her sister's debutante ball, and in parentheses, all in the middle of the Great Depression, got tossed off an ocean liner for shouting obscenities, throwing uh-huh. dinner plates at the orchestra of Filipinos gamely um, playing the American national anthem and offending the sensibilities of her fellow passengers by swimming nude. I have to take pause there I mean, because yeah. that makes me mad. Um, offending the sensibilities of her uh, fellow passengers by swimming nude, for which action she counted herself witty. I mean, all those things just sound hilarious. All of those things sound like if she was a boy, she would have been just considered like, oh, boys will be boys. Imagine cleaning your entire pool with probably the most expensive champagne you could find. Mm. This mm-hmm. literally sounds like a Kanye Tuesday. And yes, right? <laughs> He's not yeah. canceled, so. Yeah, yeah that's true. Um, it says, Craig Unger, who's the one who wrote Blue Blood, uh, a former editor at New York Magazine, appears to be dazzled by all this, um, although it is sometimes hard to tell whether his breathlessness arises from approval, disapproval, sadness, awe, or, simple, or simply bewilderment. Maybe a little bit of like, all of those things. Probably all of the above. Yeah. Um, simpler times back then. Well, simpler, but not That's, also not. I feel not. like half oh, those things you listed is yeah. something you'd see on TikTok now. This article is named, Is There a Chic Way to Go? I, I just wanted to spend a lot of time on this obituary because truthfully to me, this was um, one of the most all-encompassing things like just showing how she was portrayed how like the lens that her whole life was viewed through this was written years after her death this is in 1988 she died in 1982 so this was this is written six years after her death and even still he spares no no punches um let's see uh it says she fancied herself a composer she acquired a guru also a yogi she married again and again um she surrounded her uh she was surrounded by a group her son alan the murderer uh that doesn't say that i just said oh. that, <laughs> that <laughs> I was like, oh my god <laughs> the murderer things that should have been included in the article <laughs> uh, described as all the fairies flying off the floor the blackmailing lawyers the weirdos the people in trances uh, essentially saying that the ballet people that she surrounded herself with were all gay and saying in, uh, negative terms about gay people. Um, so this is, oh, and, and this, it definitely says, <laughs> she dyed chocolate mousse blue. Oh no, the horror. Nice. Um, she dyed That's a so cat. scandalous. She dyed a cat green. So this one says cat. You can see how I got nothing yeah. for sure on this. I, 
I feel like there's some more interesting stuff in here that we shouldn't gloss over. She rang J.D. Salinger's bell dressed as a cleaning lady, having conceived the harebrained scheme that the reclusive writer's short stories be put to music. And that is futuristic as Yeah, that's, actually, that's, that's pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. <laughs> like, she was smart. I mean, to me, she seemed incredibly witty. People seem to not like that she married somebody that they would have liked to have married. Honestly, yeah. it seems like she was like pretty open about her thoughts, and at that time, not could you imagine a woman doing that? I, you know oh, how man. people are always like, "Oh, I was born in the wrong time." I don't feel like that for me. I feel like any other time, I would have been fucking tried for being a witch or something <laughs> for how like outspoken I am. Yeah, no, and guaranteed. How, right? Don't you think I'd be like, "Hmm, I think I'm gonna try dyeing this piece of my hair blue," and they'd be like. Witchcraft. Burn her. You, you Burn her. demon from hell. <laughs> um, but this also, this is what I want to also focus on because I forgot, but this gives a little bit more insight to Terry. Her daughter Terry gave birth to a severely retarded and disabled child. For a time, Rebecca Harkness appeared to be enamored of the passive child called Angel. Her passion, such as it was, burned itself out quickly, coincidentally with the babies pulling a ribbon out of her hair. Bobby Sivers, Mr. Unger, er, Unger writes, had no sympathy for the child. So absurd, Mr. Skivers pronounced. When they started talking about putting the nursery over my room, I just hit the ceiling. I don't want this screaming baby over my room. Let the little creature die. When she was 10 years old, she did. Who was Bobby Skeevers again? Um, that her, was life her life partner. Yeah. Uh, her homosexual life partner. Yeah. yeah. Her self-proclaimed homos- er, homosexual. I thought that was I'm funny. Just, nice. How do you get mad when a baby still. pulls a ribbon out of your hair? Oh, no, yeah. This is all the New yeah. York Times obituary. The New York Times, they're like, let's write the most scandalous things we could think of and then yeah. make it sound as bad as well, possible. And additionally, what I find funny is that uh, the way this is framed is that Oh, and by the way, this was written by a woman. I want you guys to know that as well. That um, this was written by a woman. Damn, she was not pulling any punches. No, she was and throwing every that punch just also she could shows think of. that how like how quickly or and how frequently women are pitted against each other. Yeah. Like she's not throwing like normal punches. She's throwing like Mike Tyson punches mm-hmm. in this obituary. I think if there's one thing that we can take away from this. Journalists are fucking terrible, man. Well, they aren't. There are so many. There's so many good, great journalists who, that don't make the front page. Yeah. Well, and even still, like a lot of investigative journalism is incredibly important. Mm-hmm. Um, it brings a lot of true crime to light. Uh, helps people solve cases. A lot of cold cases are solved because of incredible in- investigative journalists. Um, but there's also the side of journalism that is very scandalous i think that we're trying to navigate away from that now um but yeah there's definitely two sides of a coin yeah i think to correct that statement journalists don't suck the public demand for what they're interested in when it comes to journalism that influences journalism (laughs) sucks i mean i'll be the first to admit that i love a juicy gossip story a good clickbait I really do. I mean, I don't. I I will fully admit that it's wrong of me. But uh, what I found specifically interesting about the way that this paragraph was framed, using my uh, you know investigative lenses, mm-hmm. um, she's talking about how Rebecca was not fond of the child, and then used only negative quotes from Bobby Severs. Mm. 
skivers or however you say it, sievers. Um, but I thought that was interesting, like that she found nothing that Rebecca said that was awful, yeah. nothing that like. So it was just a way to kind of throw mm. her under the bus. It's true. Because, um, I mean, like, there are things that Kevin and I disagree on. So to automatically be like, well, whatever her partner feels must be the way that she feels. Yeah. Do you not know that everything Kevin says is what you're saying exactly? Yeah, I Kevin basically am Kevin's reflection. Kevin... And if I were anything more <laughs> or anything less, then I would be a man. Does Kevin not speak for you? I thought Kevin spoke for you. Is that not? Uh, when the, yeah, actually, this whole episode has been him. It's been Kevin using He's, a voice modulator. Have you not seen his um, hand up my back doing ventriloquism? We were, we were talking about that before the podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. um, Damn, Kevin, you sound exactly like Megan. You're, you're doing it with both your hands just over there, not even touching He's amazing. You're He's, so good. You know, the amount of resources pour, poured into uh, Kevin's talent has been over the top um times so have changed but truthfully regressing again uh truthfully uh, like literally not even one paragraph later it says she lived on champagne and injections vitamin b testosterone painkillers as a result of which her bathrooms were splattered with blood and her muscles calcified she walked an acquaintance said like frankenstein one could almost feel sorry for her. I mean, she was Mental drugged out of her mind yeah. for most of her life. Yeah. I mean, yeah. all she really had was access to people who were going to prescribe her things to fix problems. Yeah. They weren't yeah. going to talk to her about her problems. They weren't. And who even knows if she was given the resources to be self-aware enough to realize what her problems came from. But honestly, there is not much that like a good therapy session or a million couldn't fix like even just being able to identify like how you feel what things cause you trauma what things cause you internal conflict even just being able to name those things and talk about that to somebody in a non-judgmental way is so so powerful and she definitely didn't have that I mean chances are even if she sat down with a therapist they would be judging her because it would be a man and it would be somebody who definitely was privy to all of the things that were being written about her. Um, I mean, they would definitely be seeing her through a specific lens. And so what she had was a bunch of doctors to prescribe her pills instead. Yeah. And it's sad, but it is so common. It's all too common of a yeah. tale. And pills even are the now, worst way to treat even, such even now with socialites and, um, you know, I mean, Taylor Swift could have probably encountered a similar dilemma where people were willing to offer her solutions that weren't based on actually solving the problem. They were just based on making her not feel her feelings yeah. anymore. Mm -hmm. um, let's see. It looks like uh, at the end, she was laying dying of cancer. Her daughter, Terry, um, tried to have her will invalidated. Um... It does seem like Bobby Seavers is quoted saying kind of pretty awful things. Um, after Edith killed herself, he said, I'm glad Edith is gone, said the unquenchable Bobby Seavers. Maybe he could have been talking about her just leaving the room. Honestly, I don't believe that this is the most credible. Uh, oh, yep. Second part. Uh, I can't believe it took her this long to succeed. So never mind. He was not talking At about killing her. killing herself. <laughs> 
No, she no, she was trying son. to leave the room. She hit the she hit the wall a few times trying to walk out yeah. the doorway. Uh, her son Alan says the years he spent in prison were the happiest of his life. Which, that's also surprising, but it's a common thing that I've heard, especially for people with really traumatic childhoods. Um, They like just having their life simplified. And I'm not saying that that's everybody's experience, but that is something I have heard more than once, um, especially from people with a really chaotic Mm -hmm. upbringing, really chaotic lifestyle, that it's nice just to know that you're going to have three meals a day, you have a roof over your head, and you have a schedule that you can adhere to. You don't have to worry. That's why a lot of people... Like a lot of people who grew up like on the streets, so to like military or prison, mm-hmm. because they have a, they have strict, disciplined schedules mm-hmm. that they follow, and then they know exactly what's going to happen. Like mm-hmm. there's no guessing what's next; they know exactly what's coming. Well, and I mean, depending on so there is a difference between jail and prison. Jail is for more short term; prison, prison yeah, is for more long term. Yeah. Um, but prison has a few more. I guess, privileges afforded to it. So they have a library where they can read a ton of books. They can check out books from the library. Um, That's where they have, like, outside time. Uh, They have different privileges that you get based on your... Level of severity of your crime, pretty much. No, it's not level of severity of your crime. It's your behavior while you're there. Yeah, so if you're not well-behaved while you're there, you don't have as many privileges. But if you can be a model prison citizen, um, then you have a few more, which I think, I mean, allowing people access to books is something I'm never going to argue. You could be a murderer and, like, read books. I mean, because those show you other perspectives, and I genuinely believe that that's what sociopaths, psychopaths, a lot of people who commit really terrible crimes are missing. They Mm -hmm. don't have the capacity to understand other perspectives, and so exposing them to that in the form of books I don't think is a bad idea. I think that that's actually a really good idea um, and has the power to change people. Um, For sure. Yeah. Yeah, For sure. I mean, I'm not saying like a murderer is going to necessarily change. I don't exactly know where I stand on that, the rehabilitative uh, potential of murderers, but who knows, right? Ultimately, yeah, it's, about, it's all like a gray area. Yeah, it's about the information yeah, yeah. that you can take in and what you do with that information. Ultimately, yeah. it's up to you. Yeah. Don't some prisons have like areas you can like finish your GED and get further mm-hmm. education and stuff like yeah. that too? Yeah, that's really yeah. cool. There are people that have come out of prison and gotten their law degrees. Um, a lot of people who have been wrongfully convicted, maybe this is just the part that I focus on, but people who have been wrongfully convicted and get released will get their degrees in criminal justice and fight um for people who they believe are being and that always makes me tear up that concept Mm -hmm. of like just using the bad experiences that have happened to you and making sure that they don't happen to anybody else because what else can you do you can't stop the bad things from having happened to you but you can take what you've learned and like prevent that from happening to other people i just think that that's really beautiful um I mean, I could honestly read through this obituary all day long, um, but uh, I'll read the um, the last uh, couple of sentences. Um, it basically just says, a terrible story is told here. It makes no sense, and no sense is made of it. And I mean, that's that, was, that it. was a terrible story. It was terribly written. I genuinely believe that who like the way that they wrote that was telling of the time it's telling of the lens that she was viewed through um it's telling of the uh 
of the life that she lived, but more importantly, how no matter what she did or didn't do, she was going to be fucked from the start. Like, because she married somebody who people viewed as too good for her, um, she did not deserve, uh, I guess, better. It just seems like the public kind of went out of their way to find everything wrong she Mm -hmm. did, no matter Mm -hmm. what she did. So, I did just find her third marriage. So, she did have three marriages and one life partner. Um, She married a man named Benjamin H. Keene, who was a physician in 1961 and divorced him in 1965. Um, So, it looks like she did have three marriages and then one life partnership, which some might view as a marriage, but ultimately it was not. uh, I did not find... uh, Terry's daughter, I did not find what her ailment was. Everything just said severely brain damage. Um, Obviously, that one article said a word that I care not to repeat. Mm -hmm. Um, But, uh, yeah, basically, I mean, that's really all the information. Her kids don't have much written about them. I tried to find stuff. I tried Googling just their names. Um, but honestly, even their last names, I had to tack on Harkness in order to even be able to find the right one. Um, well, from what I'm seeing here, it's like all of the information about Rebecca Harkness is pretty much documented in a singular biography by Craig Unger. And if it's not in there, there's probably like... Not mm-hmm. a lot of information outside of it. Mm-hmm. Then we got to pay two hundred dollars for it. I mean, true. listen for for my birthday. Maybe we get two hundred dollar. You want us to spend two hundred dollars on a book instead of on something else for you? Well, the book is probably something you could find online. Hell, Dev could probably torrent the book. Oh, FBI! If you're listening, go ahead and just turn off. Yeah, can you uh, can you forget the last thing? Oh, wait, what? What, what is what is torrencing? Hold on, I, I, I have never no heard this. <laughs> yeah, what you're talking about? Did you say Taurus, like the uh, uh, the astrological sign? Yeah. Taurusing. Taurist. Oh, oh. Taurusing. Yes, you can yes. find it elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, when you're touristing out. Wherever Chris Unger, Craig Unger wrote the book at, yep. you can find it. Yeah. Um, well, that's basically, I mean, it's an incredibly in-depth story, and I'm sorry if I didn't really do it justice. I just wanted to do a little bit of a deeper dive because I thought it was very interesting. Um, one, two women of very with a very similar story um, living in the same house is very compelling. Uh, thank you to Taylor Swift for writing this beautiful song. Uh, the whole album, the whole folklore album is so, so good. Um, so listen to it if you haven't. Um, but that's really what I found. Um, on a separate note, uh, keep a lookout uh, in the next few weeks for some guest episodes that we're doing. We're getting those scheduled. And um, we're going to have some really interesting subject matter. We're going to dive into tarot cards, astrological signs. Both I'm with very my, excited for that. I'm excited both I'm so with my excited uh, for best that. friend, Celeste. Um, my younger brother is going to come on and talk to us about um, greenhouse gases and renewable energy. We're going to be on another podcast, all four of us. Um, we're going to guest on a separate podcast. Um, so we have quite a few fun things in the works. Keep an eye out on our Instagram, on our Twitter, uh, and other places. We are making a website. We got the domain name. Yeah. And so 
keep an eye out because we will have something yep. up there soon. It's basically By all the on time Dev this and goes I. Online, it'll be out. So notanexpertpodcast.com. Please check it out. Yeah, please check it out. That's where you'll find Ooh. all of our Instagram, our Twitter, all of our links. Um, Dev and I have some cool ideas in the works. Um, so keep Add an update merch. with that. Uh, we're going to start a crochet corner um, after mm -hmm. this week where we talk about like the <laughs> where I we like talk that. about the things that we've made. Oh my god, can we call it the crochet corner? That's yeah. so good. That's definitely what it's going to be. It's going to be like a giant part of the crochet I'll tell corner. You, <laughs> I, I love am, it. I, <laughs> I stole that from Karen and Georgia from My Favorite Murder. They no. do like corrections corner and all of that. So I stole that from them. They don't have a crochet corner hey, though. So look, they don't have a crochet corner. We got they, it. They don't have a yeah. patent on alliteration. <laughs> yeah. <okay>? yeah. <laughs> alliteration is the thing that everyone does. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, keep an eye out. We just ordered some crochet needles, some yarn. We're going to start crocheting some things. For me, it's going to be an actual project for Dev and Michael. I think it's just going to be to release some some tension in their little fingertips. That's um, true. I'm making hella infinity scarves. Yeah, infinity scarves. Everyone, I love infinity scarves. Look scarves. out this fall, this autumn, you guys. Michael is going to be sporting a blue fro and um, infinity scarves. Awesome. I, have, I have a black infinity scarf in my closet. That I haven't Do worn you? in so long. Yeah. I used to have a bunch. I have a black one and a gray one I used to wear all the time. That's um one fun thing also that we've done in this house. We all now have portions of our hair dyed blue. Mm -hmm. Um, so Michael has his entire head blue and it looks amazing. Kevin has his bangs blue. Dev and I both have a blue shadow uh in our hair. Uh so keep an eye out for what color we all decide to do next. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll go green in honor of Rebecca. Well, I was thinking uh, lime green or hot pink for Dev's hair next. Uh, I was thinking about experimenting with my shadow and trying to do a full rainbow mm -hmm. of colors. So a full spectrum. So pink, orange. That would be pretty cool. Be I really think so. Cool. I wanted to try it on my hair before trying it on yours because I didn't want to mess it up on your <laughs> head. Um <laughs> It would be impossible to touch up, so it would definitely be like a one-time yeah. thing, but I do think it would look look fun. Um, yeah, if yeah. you guys have any questions for us or you want to talk to us or have suggestions or anything like that, you know you can email us at notanexpertpod at gmail.com or hit us up on our various social media platforms because mm -hmm. uh, we are here, we want to talk, and we want to get to know you guys and connect as best as we can with our limited audience. Yeah. So. Oh, when we get the website set up, we should like film an intro video of all four of us. Ooh. Yeah. So put faces to cool. the voices. Like and the Definitely. Names. Like and it. we want to also start being active on our Patreon. Um, so that way, you know, you guys have a little bit better of an idea of who we are, what we're about, um, and what we look like, most importantly, because it sure is going to be weird when you find out what we all look like. You're going to be like, that is not the voice I pictured. <laughs> that is not that it, never is. it never is. It never is. We'll Every pictures time. pictures of all the pets. Oh, of course. Definitely not on Patreon. I'll put that on Instagram. That'll be free for everyone because they're yeah. all so cute. Yeah, they are <laughs> adorable. I'll do, adorable. maybe I'll do like a tile for each pet, Ooh, but yeah. like do a slideshow. Oh, yeah. So it's like... With a little bio underneath. Yeah. yeah. We'll let we'll let patrons like give us topics they want us to to talk about, or we'll let some That's patrons be too. guests on future podcasts if they want That's to. That's the other thing. If anyone wants to be a guest, oh, I've also had I forgot my friend Colin. I think is going to come on. We're going to talk about maybe H H Holmes, and if we don't, then I promise you I will, because um, that is an interesting uh, story as well. 
Um, but if you want to be a guest, just reach out to us. We're pretty much open to anything that isn't nothing. So as long as you have an idea, you have an interest, and you're not an expert on it, then you qualify. If you're an expert, get out of here. We don't want you. <laughs> uh, goodbye. <laughs> Keep your eyes peeled. Uh, the guest episodes and other special type of episodes that we'll be recording will be coming out on Saturdays, uh, whereas mm. our normal you know, rotation where we go around just the four of us and talk about to- topics is released every Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, sporadically on Saturdays, we're working on a schedule. We'll f- be uploading some of these special episodes and these guest episodes. So stay tuned. Um, now we do our outro music. Um, thank you, everybody, for listening. Hopefully this is a fun episode. Um, definitely feel free to give me more information. I'm always open to extra info. Um, thank you to anybody who listened. Thank you to anybody who's listening in the future, anybody in the past. We appreciate you. Uh, most importantly, thank you to um, our animals for being our driving force. Not an expert podcast. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Yay! At least we have like a we have a structured outro. We did the music.